today, Al. Can I just throw a, a quick baseball thing in there? Chris just mentioned Max Scherzer going to the Mets. Yep. Uh, three years, $130 million reportedly. Um, that would be $43 million a year for a 37-year-old power pitcher. Just putting that out there. And just this is funny slash ridiculous slash pathetic all simultaneously. The Mets just gave a 37-year-old power pitcher $130 million about two or three days before a lockout is going to take place because they can't control themselves from spending their own money. <laughs> it's just so stupid to me. Hey, uh, we need to get some financial security in this thing. Uh, yeah, but before we do, let me give arguably the worst deal I've ever seen in my life to a 37-year-old man. Can I tell you something? I mean, it, it says a couple things. Number one, it says that here's a Met, here's a Mets organization in the New York market that uh, I don't think Mets fans right now are saying you shouldn't have done that. I no. don't. I don't think that they're saying that. But it also just shows in another market, top two in the country, how the other squad in LA is looking probably at that deal, saying, "Hey, we appreciate the run. Thank you. That for was awesome. You, you know, we did what we could. A little bit of bad luck during that run. Go make your money." I think it also says just how responsible one big market is. And how irresponsible another big market is, and I know they're going up and trying to compete with the Yankees and share and everything else, but it just it's it's telling to see if the Dodgers would have signed Scherzer to that deal, I think you and I would both be sitting here, that's not the Dodgers. Where did no, that come no, from? No, no, no. That, that's and that's a, a simple one. There are basically two teams that would offer a deal like that. The the New York Mets and the Anaheim Angels. Angels the, yeah. the, those are the two teams that would offer a deal like that because, quite honestly, they have to. Don't disrespect the name. Anaheim Angels of... Los Angeles County. <laughs> yes, those Van guys. The, the the Angels and the Mets are in the same boat where if we look Max Scherzer's are still really good. But is there anybody that would be shocked if all of a sudden the the cliff was there and all of a sudden he went from uh, a Cy Young candidate which he was last year and he was brilliant for the Dodgers. The Dodgers got everything they could have asked for from him. Mm -hmm. Um but if he's 20% less next year and then he's 40% next the year and then in year three which you'll be paying him 43 million dollars his 40 year old season if he's just a guy not even a little bit right and, and the only way that those teams can get guys like that is to grab those crazy deals but because the Dodgers scout really well yep because they draft really well because they develop really well yeah, they're it's like a really 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 well-run corporation I, I don't have to give a 37 year old man mm -hmm. 43 million dollars a year I got Dustin May I don't even have to pay him yet mm -hmm. I've got Tony Gonson I don't have to pay him yet I got Urias I don't have to pay him yet I've got Bueller I don't have to pay him yet these are all guys that we've drafted and developed or scouted and signed we don't I don't I don't have to do that if I get one if when Walker Bueller comes up, if he's still, they're going to pay him, sure, because that's the going rate. But he's also going to be twenty six, mm -hmm. not thirty seven. This is what they get that those other teams do not have in their arsenal. So, with that in mind, uh, and listen, the Mets might be a really good team next year, and it's not to say that Scherzer won't be effective for them, but it just shows how two markets work differently. And oh, by the way, trade deadline might come next season, and the Dodgers might go out and snatch that type of a player sure. to say, hey, come in here for this World Series run. So yeah, shows Good difference. for Max Scherzer. He deserves every penny that he's going to get. I hope yeah. that it works out for him, but that, that's a deal that the Dodgers shouldn't have come within 100 miles of, and I'm glad that they didn't. I'm glad that they didn't get into that part. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the Lakers' sleep because here's the deal. The season is a month and change old, right? We're just about heading into December. One more game in uh, November tomorrow. And Over a uh, quarter of the season through. Right. The fact, fact of the matter is, the Lakers are kind of exactly where they were when they started the season, which is, I don't know what that is. 
It's it's not very good. It's a work in progress. I actually disagree. Disagree with that. Uh, okay, you don't you think it's good? No, I think that I was more optimistic before the season oh, started. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, I, I agree with you because at that point it was I don't know. At that at that point it was got a chance to see a little. We'll bit. see, right? Maybe Russell Westbrook will fit in. Maybe Anthony Davis will take that leap to the next level. Maybe LeBron will still be LeBron James. And some of those things are true. Some of those things are not true. But a month has gone off the calendar. Yep. A month's worth of development has taken place. The fact of the matter is, Lakers are a 500 team. And they don't look like a very good team. On their best nights, they look okay, and they don't have very many best nights. So let me uh, let me go back a couple of games here. Um, remember, LeBron was making his return. He came back November nineteenth. Remember that game against the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. So came come ba- came back on the nineteenth, and uh, now it was okay. Well, Lakers are all good now because LeBron is back. So obviously, LeBron had missed such a big percentage of the games. What are the Lakers going to look like when LeBron comes back? And this is not a how does LeBron specifically look. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's the question. It's has the team play together. Your quarterback is back. They lose to the Boston Celtics. Wasn't even close. Yep. Get blown out. Then they play the Pistons a week ago yesterday. Um, that's the game that I, him and Isaiah Stewart get into it. LeBron leaves the game. So put that game to the side. Lakers ended up coming back in Detroit. They were down 15. Mm-hmm. Misses the game against the Knicks. That's an L. Put that game to the side. So the games that you've seen LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Russ play together just over these last couple of weeks, you get blown out by the Celtics. You need overtime against the Pacers, who are a few games below 500. Um, and, and you need LeBron to go level. off for – Yep. 39 and whatever he, he was did, fantastic right hit these big overtime shots was uh doing his the whole thing <laughs> sure okay that's how you beat the pacers then you had sacramento on friday we'll go back to this if you want to lose and hide <laughs> do it on, friday do it on a friday night, night sure. okay just do it on a friday heading night. into a football weekend thanksgiving if you're gonna lose to the kings that's friday the right night. night to do it can i tell you something the last three uh friday nights for the lakers they lost to the Timberwolves at Staples Center by 24. Right. The Celtics blown, blown out. out. And then the Sacramento Kings in triple <laughs> overtime when you're up 13. There's something to this. I hope people understand. If you're going to go down, do it on a do it on a Friday it's night. An interesting plan. So with LeBron James back in the lineup, um, you lost to the Celtics. You beat the Pacers in overtime. You lost to the Sacramento Kings. You beat the Pistons yesterday by four. That's four games right there. So the concern that you know we talk about what the expectation was before the season started and where they're sitting today, I don't think you can be a reasonable Laker fan and feel incredibly confused about what you're watching on a night-in-night-out basis slash disappointed slash uh, expectations look a lot different. There's going to be a game tomorrow night, the same time the Lakers are playing the Kings. Yeah. You know what two teams are playing tomorrow? Golden State and Phoenix. The Suns and the Warriors. One squad's won 16 in a row. The other squad's 18 and 2. <laughs> 17 and 3 and 18 and 2. Good game. And you know where the Lakers are, a part of that mix? Nowhere near it. And I, and I, I say that just being realistic. Unfortunately for the Lakers, it's been. Uh, it's been an incredibly disappointing first 25% of the season. Well, you said the word confused, Al, and, and I think that's probably the best-case scenario. If if you're an a objective Laker fan, and I'm saying that you're looking at what you're seeing and trying to evaluate what it is, not, the, not a super optimistic Laker fan, which is fine, but that's not what we're talking about right now. I think, I think the best version of what you've seen through the first quarter of the season is 
I'm confused by what I'm looking at. That's the best version of, I don't know how these things fit together. We need to figure out a different defensive rotation. We need to figure out a different starting lineup. We need to get this guy back or that guy back or more minutes for this guy or less minutes for that guy and trying to figure out what it is because what it is doesn't make any sense at all. Here's here's what the Lakers have so far. If LeBron James plays like he did in Indiana, you got a chance to win. If he doesn't, good luck. And that that is that is the worst case scenario for the Lakers, I think, because he's we've talked about these numbers so often, but they're still true. It's his 19th season in the league. Yep. It's essentially his 23rd season through that many games. He has already had injuries last plus year. playoff games. Yeah, it's just he's had injuries this year. He had injuries last year. When these things start to happen, they typically continue to happen when you're at this point in your career, the way that LeBron is. And and we've seen it. We saw it in Indiana. He had a night where he was maximum LeBron. He's making shots, but we saw it a couple nights later where he couldn't get the ball in the basket. He just, he couldn't, he didn't shoot well from the three-point line and they lost. They lost to Sacramento. This is, you put yourself in that same position. It's not, I understand the roster is different and the names are far more glamorous, but this is a lot like some of those Cavalier teams, which is, hey, LeBron, can you just do everything and win these games for us and we'll see what happens? That's not and, what and, this was supposed to be. Uh, it's a, it's You're 100% right. And the big difference against those Cavs when he was in Cleveland, number one, the Eastern Conference, you know, you can, you can kind of have a path like that. Mm-hmm. And that was four or five years ago, right? That was, that's LeBron. There's a big difference between LeBron at 32 and 33 then LeBron at 37, which would be 37 in the uh, the end of December. Um, you hit on something else I want to point out. This this is not how the team was built. The way they were built was. Remember, I kept telling you on this. No, no, no. But you have you have right. AD and sure. you have Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to depend as much on LeBron James on a night in night out basis. If there's one thing I've learned so far this year. No, you're going to still have to depend on him. Even last night depend, against the Pistons, even last night against the Pistons, he'd go out to try to go get a breather, and you see a lead go from 16 to whatever it goes down mm-hmm. to. Um, you how many minutes he played on? <laughs> you how many minutes he played on Friday night? I, I I actually do. It's 50, right? 50. Yeah, that's insane. That's that's an insane ask of a guy. It's three at, overtimes, it, blah blah it, blah. It's an insane. Ask, it's an insane ask to ask Luka Doncic to play fifty minutes in a regular season game. It's you know what I mean. That this is this is not a guy that's in the prime of his physicality. That's got a million. This is a nineteen-year veteran who is coming off of an injury, who has already played heavy minutes so far. Yeah, fifty. That's just a but, terrible. But you know ask. the worst part about all that. He had to. That's the worst yes. part. The worst part is. You know, you're you're facing competition that you're not supposed to be there. Sacramento was seven and twelve coming into the game, and they just fired their coach a week ago, right? So I say that because it's one thing that you need LeBron to put on some major minutes because it's a huge game. It's against Brooklyn. It's on Christmas. That's one of those things. Not against the Pistons. Not against the Kings. Not against all these other teams. They've played twenty-two games. And 16 of them have come against teams that, by any definition, are somewhere between mediocre to bad. They, I'd say actually okay. 17 are mediocre okay. to bad. Mediocre to 17 I tried of your 22 games. Mm-hmm. 17 are against mediocre to bad teams, most of them at home, and you're 11 and 11. Warriors. That's a problem. Warriors, Phoenix, mm-hmm. Miami, Chicago, and Milwaukee are the five teams that I would count in this Lakers schedule so far that, you know, you could say, okay, well, uh, I don't know. If somebody wants to say Boston, Boston's playing 500 ball. 
there's a lot of these teams that are 500 or below that we just named off. Those are the only five teams that I could count on this 20, first 22 games that I would say, hey, those are pretty decent teams. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. And I got one in four against those five yeah, teams, we, by the well, way. Well, that goes, they're good teams. Forget, and the one they won against Miami was a weird one because Jimmy Butler missed most of the game. I got a question for you. Does going all in work? Because we're seeing a lot of different versions of all in right here in LA. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'd forgotten about Million Dollar Mondays. There are so many things going on today. You have a chance to win a million bucks. It's coming up next hour. You got to know uh, our Rams trivia. You got a chance to win Rams tickets to go see the Seahawks, which Rams only have three home games left. Yeah. Rams schedule, by the way. The chances of somebody uh, picking the guessing the Super Bowl and putting the Rams in it this week. It's great. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what I'm happens. saying. No, it's been a lot of Rams, a lot of Chiefs. It was a lot of Rams, a lot of Bills early. So yeah. we'll see what it is. Uh, I don't think Troy Aikman is going to have the Rams if he wins the contest. And the Rams, this all-star lineup, they are really floundering right now. They're two and a half games back within the division against Arizona. They play Arizona in two weeks, but if they don't play better than they've played the last few weeks. They may not win another game. Oh, all right. Ouch. Let's relax here a second, Troy. I mean, I, he must have relax forgotten here, that they buddy. play Jacksonville. You got Jacksonville Sunday. on the schedule, man. There's this, okay. the, the NFL strategically places Jacksonville <laughs> to help teams I, get out the get off I can the, almost feel the producer at Fox. Troy, the Rams play Jacksonville next weekend. Jacksonville, the two and nine Jacksonville. You can almost feel Well, there's like a difference. We don't play that clip unless he says what he said. So, <laughs> right. No, for sure. Yeah. But – Kind of brings us to what we want to talk about, which is going all in. Just mm-hmm. I'm not much like the Lakers and not a finished product. The Rams still have six games left. They're still trying to figure out what their identity is, which after 11 games, you'd like to think they have a good idea of it. But here's the here's here's just the cold hard facts. Since getting OBJ and Vaughn Miller, the Rams are 0 and three and have gotten their butts kicked in mm-hmm. all three games. They went all in on Matthew Stafford this offseason when they traded Jared Goff to the, the, the Lions for Stafford and sent two first-round picks the other way. They gave up a second-round pick and a third-round pick to go get Vaughn Miller. We've seen them give up picks to go get Jalen Ramsey. We've seen them go give up picks just pretty much everywhere to go do to put this team together. It's not a finished product. There's more football to go, but mm-hmm. that's all in. The Lakers are all in. Mm-hmm. They went and made the deal for Russell Westbrook. They, you know come they've, they've traded away a lot of their draft this is what la this. does you know we, we were spending a month talking about this where everyone's competing against each other by the way and you know usc did something all in over the weekend they put themselves right back in the map hey you want to start talking about the rams and the dodgers and the lakers and the this yep. and the that you better put us in the conversation the, the the dodgers are all in the lakers are all in the clippers are all mm-hmm. in they, they went in on Kawhi and paul george no and question about every it. draft pick yep. that they've had everybody it seems is all all in and here the Dodgers got close but didn't close the show the Rams are floundering the Lakers mm-hmm. are floundering yep the Clippers are kind of just 
the Clippers. We, you know, well, they, they don't have Kawhi, are. and you know, right. Eventually, they they're actually in a decent position moving forward. And then you got SC, which is all in on the coach, and they're going to basically hit the yep. reset button and start all over. Then you got do, Dean do you, Spanos Venmoing Cronky in a couple of days here. Boy, Justin Herbert was bad yesterday, yeah. wasn't he? I, I, I'm a huge fan of his, but he had a very bad day. That division, I think everybody in the division is six and five. Chiefs seven and four. Seven everybody and four. else there six and five. There you go. Yeah, it's uh, that whole thing's a hot mess. But the idea of going all in, yeah. Seeing what we're seeing with all these teams, do you like it? Because it feels like the Dodgers are the only one in that group that are on pretty solid footing. If it doesn't work out. So I, I think there's different versions of all-in. I, I think the Rams, let, let's start with the Rams. When they signed Odell Beckham Jr., the idea and the concept wasn't, hey, you're now a critical, critical piece to this off- offense and this wide receiver core. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, once Robert Woods went down with his injury, um, it kind of changed everything. And maybe maybe we're not talking enough about that injury of Robert Woods and what that's kind of done to the entire offense. Cooper Cup, obviously, not the same Cooper Cup that he was over the first X amount of weeks of the season. I'll say. Okay, so so I think the all-in that we talk about with the Rams, I wasn't against it because I, I kind of kept thinking to myself, well, I get that you gave up a second and a third for Von Miller, but you're trying to win right now. Von Miller could be the difference potentially. This is us talking a few weeks ago of – having everything run through SoFi Stadium like that 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 those were some of the conversations that we were having I don't think what they did was wrong now what's interesting is usually a team going all in picks at the the um the other organizations uh-huh. Denver picked at the Rams Denver's yeah. like okay so they're a little desperate to go all in here we'll grab a second and a third oh by the way we're a game out of first place in the division they they handled the Chargers yesterday I think their version of all in I get it I understand it but there's also some risk when you're doing it, and we're seeing that risk with the Rams. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection for rookie comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Let's stick with the Rams for a second. Their version of all-in is the riskiest version. Of all the different teams, I think the Lakers are probably second. We'll, we'll kind of go through this. Yeah. But their their version is by far the riskiest because – here, here and, and you're right – I don't remember too many people saying, hey, this is a bad idea, guys. You need to not – you're going to eventually need to pick these guys. Everybody, Matt Stafford, yep, bring him in. It's an upgrade over Goff. Hey, mm-hmm. we got a chance to go get Von Miller. Yep, bring him in. OBJ, yep, bring him in. The, of all the moves – the OBJ one is the only one I'm kind of like, eh, I, I don't know if they need that. And, you know, he's been okay. We'll see how that works out. But if this – if what we've seen in the last three weeks – Matthew Stafford, a pick six in all three games, six turnovers in the last three weeks, a defense that can't get off the field, uh, a, a special oh, teams unit a nightmare that's nowhere. Scenario. This is a nightmare scenario. Yeah. Like the Rams, unless it's a complete catastrophe, they're going to make the playoffs. Right, they're they're going to make the playoffs, but that doesn't mean much. The Rams were not built to go get into the playoffs. If they come up, six games left. Six games left. They go three and three. Three and three. They're, they're ten and seven. They're in the playoffs at ten and seven for sure. Okay, so even at nine and eight, I think they're a lock to go into the playoffs. And here's the thing: I'm not even questioning whether they're going to get in the playoffs or not, because that's crazy to even comprehend that. You know, just but kind of going into if they get in and lose in the playoffs right away, this is a disaster. I, with, with with really I don't disagree with you. No way to to see your way because can you really tell yourself, hey, next year will be a lot better? Will you? Everybody's a year older. You're going to be on the road in that, uh, you know, obviously in that in that game, mm-hmm. in, in the first game, or depending on wild card and everything else. But 
Remember how we were talking about Matt Stafford and every time you would highlight all the great things he's done to start off the season. Remember, it was just three, four weeks ago we were talking about him in the conversation for MVP. He was in Vegas. He was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. And I and I mentioned this to you. I said, Trev, you know, it's great what he's doing, but really they're only going to be judged. The whole franchise, only you're only going to get judged what happens in the playoffs. Now you're kind of like scratching and clawing to try to figure out, you know, obviously where you go from here after losing those three games. And then you got the Lakers. Mm-hmm. So if the, if the version of the Rams going all in is the most risky, I think on their heels are the Lakers because they don't have a ton of draft capital moving forward. They've moved a great deal of those things. Their roster for the most part, their best players – are either old or getting close to being old. Their guy in waiting, Anthony Davis, does not seem ready to step into that void when LeBron James finally retires or whatever comes next for LeBron James. And you look at the young players on this roster that you feel bullish about, there's THT, and that's kind of it moving forward. Now, the NBA is different. If you get one star and you bring them over, you can change it really, really quick. But their version of All In has a ton of risk, and the payoff that we're looking at right now seems a million miles away. So this is the difference between the Lakers and the Rams. You got one. And I think that's the biggest difference is that you know the Rams are desperate. We want a Super Bowl. We want to represent LA. We just moved into SoFi. We want to show Los Angeles that we are the best team in the national football. They're desperate for it. The Lakers, if this just ended up being a sinking ship, if I say worst case scenario, they struggle and 50 games from now, they're still hovering around 500 and they're a first round exit. It just all, everything goes bad. At least with the Lakers, you could never say you didn't win one with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Right. But I think also moving forward, just something to keep in mind with the Lakers, when LeBron contracts contract ends, which is next season. Uh-huh. Russ's contract also ends next season. Okay. You have like 85 to $90 million coming off the books. You are going to have to restart, and there's a lot that the Lakers would have to do, but I think their all-in is different. It's a lot different than the Rams. They have not been – the picks they gave up – fixable. The picks they gave up was for Anthony Davis. So that yeah. was two years ago, so it's not as much not as much of a difference. So and you can fix a basketball team much easier than you can fix a football team. Football team, if, if once you're kind of bad, it's gonna take a minute to, to rebuild the that. Lakers. Yeah. Right? Like for I think sure, you know how sure. you talk about SC, how quick and the Lakers, you get the right people, everything changes. The Dodger version of all in yeah, it's is just ridiculous. It's the best version because you have been good for nine years. You've won a championship like you mentioned probably should have more than one i don't want to get my astros thing going again because it's going to give me a heart attack um but you you've been successful you're also all in next season let's just worst case scenario and hopefully this doesn't happen and hopefully we have an answer before wednesday when this goes down let's say Corey seager decides to go somewhere else yep okay goes and I mean, gets paid. I, I, i'd hate yep. to see it I, I want to see him stay he's one of my favorites but okay your fallback position is Turner's your source of yeah okay that's fine you look at the rotation Max Scherzer left here's their rotation next year if everybody leaves you've still got Urias you've still got Bueller you've still got May you've still got Gonsolin you've still got a really solid rotation of guys is it as good as it was a year ago no your farm system is loaded up with good players your everyday roster is a really good mix of stars like Mookie and young coming players like Will Smith they're in the perfect position draft they develop they scout it's just that that is the version of all in that everybody's trying to do it's just almost impossible to do if you're ranking the way you ranked i think that's a proper ranking right what, what franchises have gone all in which ones are at the most riskiest which are the ones that no we have a balance of going all in but even being in a position when when the dust settles we still got all our guys if they like you mentioned 
let's say Scherzer's gone. Let's say Chris Taylor's gone. Mm -hmm. Let's say Corey Seager's gone. Um, let's say Kershaw's gone. Let me just use that as an example. You Jansen, lose, too. Let, let's say you lose all five of those players. I don't think when Vegas starts the upcoming season when pitchers and catchers report and you start kind of figuring out how many wins, you're not going to have a conversation without saying, well, the Dodgers are one of a few teams that got a chance to win a World Series. Yeah, no, they'll be the favorites to win the division. They'll be one of the favorites to win the pennant. And they'll be one of the favorites to win the World Series if all five of those guys leave. They're, they've done The Rams are probably looking at that very deep hole thing and, okay, we need to get this. We need to figure out why we can't stop anybody. We need to figure out why Matthew Stafford keeps throwing it to the wrong team because what's waiting for us later, that bill is getting bigger and bigger without anything else happening. All right, so Factor Cap coming up here in just a couple of minutes. But, Taylor, I don't know if you know this or not. You got crushed this week, bro. Young Taylor Smith You got crushed in the pickums. Four for four. Aced it. All ten bro, points. Bro, you want all – they got four. all ten points. You're, mess, you're messing with me. I am not. You got every game Did we game not right. have one game that was the same? <laughs> he got every game right. I went against so, you every time, Slee. Bergman had a zero. Emily, would you have four or five? She had five five points. points. So five points. So she got the the thing trending in the right direction. Taylor, you got ten points. You got all four games right. Slee, let me add up yours real quick. Zero plus zero and zero and zero. You had zero. You missed all four. Yeah. Do you want to add up your point total? I had five. I'm almost in four. Yeah, but do you want to add up like the point total? I had five points total. I'm Uh, almost to forty. I have thirty nine. Still comfortably in the cellar overall. Taylor gave them a nice little boost uh, to forty eight for the guests. And by the way, you bought yourself another. Yeah, we made a we made an executive decision. You're a a ringer. You are still very comfortably in the lead with sixty three. Even with your third zero in the last seven weeks, you're comfortably in the lead. That's all it takes to get back in it. Listen. Averages are going to average out. I'm going to have some zeros along the way here. I can't believe I missed every single game. Everyone. Everyone. So should... what do I win? Nothing. Nothing. You get right to now. do it yeah, again Taylor. next week. That's what you, you win. You just uh, participation points. My hopes up for nothing. Yeah, well, yeah. Four for four. It's pretty impressive. That's impressive. He, I don't know anything about football. Yeah, that, and what did we say? Well, that means you'll probably win the week, and he did. Perfect score of wow. 10. Let's do a little factor cap. Oh, that's fact. Oh, that's cap. No, that's not cap. That's cap. That's not a cap. It's the cap. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey guys, it is good to be back in LA, having uh, no cold weather, and it's uh, how it's cold? Great. How cold was it out uh, there? I think the lowest it got was probably in the low thirties. Low uh, we like yeah, sat we outside, and we had a bonfire in my backyard, and I was I was freezing. Sounds it was nice. great. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. It was just freezing. All right, so up up first today is Cyber Monday, so it means that there's probably gonna be a lot of Amazon orders. So, <laughs> Am- have you guys heard about this Amazon Key thing? I have, yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, essentially, uh, you can let Amazon put things into your garage with a, a special key. So, you would let Amazon into your garage with the Amazon key. Alan, is this factor cap? To be honest with you, why are we stopping at the garage? <laughs> why, why don't we just say, hey, listen, if you open up the garage, 
the garage door is open. So just walk right in there. Can you actually do me a favor? The clothes that I bought, do you mind opening the box and actually go upstairs? Hang them in the closet. Put them in the drawer. And by the way, if you've had a rough day and things are there's a lot going on, go take a quick shower. Help yourself in the refrigerator. Make a sandwich. Why are we stopping at just the garage, just barely opening so you could put the box in? Make yourself at home, my man. Yeah, this this uh, this feels like cap to me. I look, Amazon can do whatever they want without my permission. Yeah, they're I'm sure, doing. I'm it sure anyways. they're in my garage anyway. Yeah, just because they have the, the passcodes to everything, they've got my credit card numbers. They, they they're them asking for permission to do this is just, I think, a courtesy. They're going to take over the world before too long. But I, I think I'm okay with, you know, not letting just random delivery guys go into my garage. It seems okay. But there is a, there is a, you know, obviously there's a, a reason to do it. If you're worried about somebody taking your sure. packages or anything along those lines. So I get the concept and the idea of it, but it literally is, hey, no, you can trust us. Just open your garage door for us. And then we'll, you know, we'll see what happens after that. We'll I see just, what happens after look, that. they got beer in that garage. I've got a golf club. So I've got all sorts of things that I need to keep safe. I don't, uh, I don't By the way, in my garage. Uh, Bezos, what you should be worried about is pretending like you're going to space <laughs> rather than opening my garage door. So I don't know about you guys, but I did a ton of streaming over the weekend, long weekend. We didn't have to work. So Netflix should never ask you, are you still watching? Travis, is this factor cap? Fact. That, because it's humiliating. It's it that Netflix is secretly shaming you, and not well, not so secretly shaming you. That if I want to watch, you know, eight episodes of something in a row, that's my business, not yours. Netflix, you don't you don't need to remind me that I've wasted an entire day. You don't need to remind me that there are a thousand other things I could have got done with my time, as opposed to watching eight episodes of Seinfeld that I've already seen forty eight times in a row anyway. But you don't need to shame me into hey, are you are you actually still sitting there watching this or is this just running on a loop? Shame on you, Netflix. By the way, why don't you just say instead of are you still watching, add a comment and or a comma and just say seriously with a question mark. <laughs> Do we need this? I don't need comments from you. I'm getting it left and right. I got people calling me already telling me that they're not happy with me. I, I don't need Netflix, my one escape to sit back and judge me of who I am. Are you really going back to the refrigerator? Yeah, I might be. I might be, Netflix. I already feel bad enough about myself as it is. I don't need some streaming service okay, to pile on. Can I, can I say something about Netflix? If I'm looking around, if I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch next, I don't need you to preview what's going on. Don't preview it. Now, all of a sudden, if I'm... I just have the you know the curse or whatever you want to call it. I have it on a box here. It I'm, starts playing. I'm not even trying to... I'm actually just trying to look at what's to the right of it and yeah. everything else. Everything starts playing... Can okay. you not tell me, me, me? Don't start previewing this. But, okay, you, I agree with you. Yeah, I, you turn I, that I, off? I will sign your petition to sign up for what you're saying. But here's the rub. Yeah. How often does that start playing? You're like, that looks pretty good. And you end up watching it half the time, a quarter of the time. That's what it's No, really, I, I think I get me, angry on it. Every time I'm like, ooh, that, you know what? That yeah. does look pretty good. Let me let me add that to my list. Let me add that. I have 968,000 things on my, my list. Taylor, are you in on Thursday? Because if you're not in on Thursday and you can't do the pickums, I feel good again. <laughs> Ten let me check points. for you. Okay. Yeah. Ten check points. the schedule. All right. Uh, if someone eats your Thanksgiving leftovers, you get irrationally mad. Alan, is this factor cap? It's cap. I'm okay. I'm all right. The world's not going to end. I, I'm listen. Thanksgiving, I go. I go deep. I, I sent you the video. Yeah. 
right? All these different dishes. A lot of stuff. Looks good. Fantastic. A lot of stuff. Only thing I'd just say is, why are we serving the, the food outside? It was around 2 o'clock, so they're throwing the food. It's, yeah. It gets cold. And they're asking me to carve the turkey by the time I'm done. Oh, you had, you're on carving duty? I had to carve Big the turkey. Big responsibility. How'd you do? Okay. Okay. All right. I, I, I held my own. Did you very carefully remove the legs and the wings and set them aside, or did you just start hacking so, at it like an animal? No. So there's a way to do it. And no, for sure. And I did not do it that way. <laughs> There's definitely a way you do legs first, yeah. wings, wings. Yeah. and then you kind of start there from the breast, get yeah. one breast off, and right. then you can kind of start carving. Yes. This is all mayhem. There's like 40 people. <laughs> they're, they're, you had enough turkey had for seven, 40 people that you fed six. I had seven <laughs> plates in front of me like while I'm – there was, I mean, real pressure out there. So to answer the question – Love Thanksgiving. Fantastic. My favorite holiday. I'm okay if there's no leftovers. That's spoken by somebody who has lived alone for a long time. The answer is yes, you get irrationally angry when somebody eats your stuff because it's your leftovers. That's my cranberry sauce in there. That's my leftover stuffing. That's my leftover big piece of dark meat off that thigh that I really wanted for myself and now it's gone. That's my little bit of gravy that was in that jar in the fridge tucked to the back. A lot of mice here. It's mine. I, it's it's there for me. The rest of you do not care about this nearly as much as I do. Leave it there for me. There's a little bit of salad I don't see Trav saying there's no there's no I in team. No, but there is in win. That was always my line, right? No I in team, but, or as Kobe would say, but there is an M and an E. <laughs> you know, there's there's ways around that one. Yes, I care about the leftovers more than you. Therefore, hands off. So yes, I get angry about that. That part is fair. The the fact that he does care more, you respect the passion. Yeah. I don't have the same amount of passion as he does. For eating. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was on a flight on the way home, so I couldn't take home as much leftovers as I wanted, which is unfortunate. But, all right, so we have one more. Apparently, it's a product productivity hack, hack popularized by Steve Jobs that wearing the same outfit every day can reduce decision fatigue. So you could wear the same outfit for a week. It's, I, I'm saying it's clean clothes. Sure. It's just the same thing, but for a week. Travis, is factor cap? Could I? Yes, fact. Would I want to? Absolutely not. The decision fatigue. Okay, maybe I'm not doing it right, but guys, here's how I get ready in the morning. I take a shower. I go into my closet. That shirt's clean. It goes on. That pair of pants is clean. It goes on, and I keep it moving. It's not, hmm, blue shirt or green shirt today? Mm, I, I don't know. I don't go downstairs and ruminate on it for 10 minutes. I don't think about, you know, if I wear the green, I wore a green couple... It, this doesn't take more than four seconds. How much time are you saving? Nick Saban does the same thing with lunch. He's had the same lunch every day for 40 years because he doesn't want to waste the time. How long does it take to decide between a tuna and a turkey sandwich? I mean, uh, yeah, t tuna today, turkey tomorrow. Okay, there's a quarter second that you saved. What are we doing? Think about the names that you just said. Uh -huh. Steve Jobs. Lunatics. And Nick Saban. Right. Geniuses. Well, yeah. The right, absolute best at what right they do. They're right to each other. So if they're saying, hey, let's not uh, worry about what we're going to eat. I'm just going to eat the same thing. Let's not worry do about you, what we're going to wear. Do you think that if you just said, you know what? Give me that turkey sandwich from now until the day I die that you turn into Steve Jobs. Correct. <laughs> you hit it on the head. What it is. I didn't even have to go any further. <laughs> These guys have so many other things to worry about. They're not paying attention. to it. I actually don't. If we were in a world where you just wore the same clothes and they're clean, I'm fine with it. I don't care. Like outer I keep, space, we all wear the silver jumpsuit. Do you do this? Do you do this? You keep going back to the same – it's the same gear every week. Like I don't even know why I have – I have probably 80% of the clothes that I have, I just don't wear. I don't go oh, to it. Oh, sure. And it's course. like, why do I even have these? I, I literally keep going back to the same freaking T-shirts, the same pair of jeans, and let's call I it a day. I think that may be a guy thing because my wife has 
a lot of stuff in our closet, and she seems to go through most of it. But you're right. I've got four pairs of pants and six shirts walk that in just today, rotate through them. Walk in today after the show and just say, hey, listen, we had a really good conversation on the show. I need more space in the closet. You got to get rid of some of your stuff. <laughs> yeah, we've tried that. She does. That never works. Yeah. That never works. Here's the thing. That guys like Jobs, guys like Saban, who you're right, who are just unbelievably brilliant at what they do. They're the because, best at what they do, Because right. they're obsessive to the point of it's almost debilitating and it's good that they've manifested as football coach and computer genius because usually when that kind of psychosis goes in a different direction bad things happen so that they focused on things like developing iphones and winning football games just be glad that that's the lane they picked because the other lanes that have that sort of attention to detail don't end you know so both well. of those guys have in common hmm. Neither of them pretended to go to space. <laughs> well, Bezos probably has a tuna sub every day. No no, no variation at all. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. The Lakers a month in, Slee, and they're still doing the same old stuff. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I don't know if I like it or I hate it that people know about my life on this show. Because Francis and Glendale just tweeted, Amazon uses Trav's garage as a remote location in case someone needs 25 sombreros or a holiday-specific wreath. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they I like that They just start bringing tweet. pallets of equipment in. They're like, hey, we just got to store some stuff here. We're going to use you as our hub. <laughs> A three-mile radius. Well, we're a very specific hub because the only thing I could really provide are sombreros for as many people as you have. Sure. I have that many. Sure. And if you have some random holiday wreath, like do you need a St. Patrick's Day and an Easter and a 4th of July mm. and a Memorial Day wreath, mm. I got you covered. I can get all four of those to your house in eight minutes. It's not great. My garage is not great. I, I find it so odd, and we'll see what ends up happening, but if people are... I get the idea and the concept. No, just slide the box right onto the garage. Plus, you have all these cameras now. You can see if anybody does anything. Yeah. But, man, that's a little, I don't need, a little aggressive. I don't need somebody I don't know entering my home when I'm well, not Well, will home. they go in? That I mean, seems I, pretty, I'm assuming The garage here, is part of your... I mean, it's not... The garage door is going to open. They can walk into your house. It just doesn't seem necessary to me. I don't... Maybe, maybe I'm being... There's going to be a video there. I mean, there's going to be a camera there. It's not like they're going to be able there's to... There's no camera on my house. I mean, I guess maybe you have to equip it. I don't there know. There you go. just seems like a mistake. Way to admit that there's <laughs> nothing there. So I threw out this question to Laker fans yesterday. This is before they took on the Pistons. So Lakers won last night. They lost the game against the Warrior, or the uh, Sacramento Kings on Friday night. And then tomorrow they got the Sacramento Kings again, this time up in Sacramento. Um, obviously a very disappointing start this season. What do you think has been the biggest issue? Mm -hmm. Okay, and We can throw this out to Laker fans that are out there. 877-710-ESPN. Lakers are 11-11. and -11. Um, I got so many different type of responses. That's the problem. That I That's feel the like problem. there are thirty more issues than I thought, or thirty <laughs> more. And I listen. I I say this because let's just remember how we walked into this season. Mm -hmm. the The Suns and the Golden State Warriors are the two elite teams right now. Not even really in the Western Conference. You could say the entire NBA from a record perspective. Those are the two best records in the league: eighteen sure. and two, seventeen and three. The Warriors have started, or they've won uh, 16 games in a row. So it's funny as I, you know, I'm cycling through some of these. Oh, you know what? The coaching staff's got to be a lot better. Anthony Davis is a shell of himself. Mm -hmm. Russell Westbrook wasn't a good fit. It's the injuries. Everything's going to be fine. There's Age. a list of seven, ten, fifteen, twenty things. I'm like, damn, I don't know which one to to kind of start off with. 
I thought that was interesting. It wasn't there wasn't an overlying theme. I think that's the scariest part about this, right? And I think this is why Laker fans are finally kind of coming around. And they're look, they're always going to be the diehard fans that no matter what is going on in the court, they think that they're just about to turn the corner. That they're just about to figure this out. That if only this this and this will take place and everything will be fine. Maybe. We'll we'll, we'll see. But to your point, Slee, when you can legitimately say, well, here are the top 10 problems with the Lakers, and they're all pretty significant issues, that's the problem. The problem is if it was Anthony Davis isn't playing well. Okay, let's just for the sake of argument say that that was the problem. Okay, we I can fix that. I can get Anthony Davis going. We can run more plays for him. We can put him in a different spot on the floor. We can try different combinations to get him going. If it were just something like that, if it were just, hey, Russ isn't fitting in great with these other players, okay, let's find a different rotation. Let's try it with different guys. Role players. All of it. It's all you can't fix. It's you know what, what's the fingers in the dike, right? That if if I've got a leak, okay, I can plug one here, and I can plug another one here, and I can plug another one here. Eventually, I'm running out of fingers to put in, yeah. in the in the yeah. holes, and the dam's going to break. And that's what it feels like with the Lakers that there are just so many things that don't look right. And look, go back to the beginning of the season to where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Quarter of the season's been played. Are they any better than they were at the beginning? No. Are they are they worse? Arguably. Yeah, I, I, actually, I I don't even I don't even like that question because I thought beginning of the season, even though, you know, if you really think about this, and the only way the Lakers are going to correct this is by winning basketball games, looking better on the court, mm-hmm. making it look like there's some synergy, uh, showing that defense is a priority. There's a that's the only way the conversation is going to change. But when I say I don't like the setup that you just had there, there's been a lot. That, it's just kind of a list of excuses so far for the Lakers season. And, and let me explain. They started 0-6 in the preseason. Mm-hmm. And it was, come on, it's preseason. Come back to me a little bit later. Well, we're over 25% through the season now. Lakers are 11-11. and And if you want to make the case, well, LeBron wasn't there. LeBron's been there since the game against Boston. Don't count Detroit. Don't count the New York Knicks game. He was there against Boston. He was there against uh, the Sacramento Kings. He was there against the Pistons yesterday. He was there against the Indiana Pacers. I, I really, really want to go away from excuses. Either the Lakers are going to start finding a way to turn things around or they're not and we'll continue to be critical on them because the expectations were so high to start the season and if you're comparing before the season started to where we're sitting today I was there was more optimism before the season started well, than a quarter of the season you burned a quarter of the season to air quotes figure it out and you haven't it, that's a concern that's a big concern ESPN radio is presented by Progressive Insurance Progressive Insurance is very proud to support veterans with its annual keys to progress vehicle giveaway program now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles helping vets in need learn more at keys to progress.com let's try the Dr. Pepper call in line let's go to Pasadena and Patrick Patrick you're on with Travis and Slee what's up Patrick uh, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? And you guys are. I don't want to say you guys are impatient or overcritical, but um, there's nothing to worry about with the Lakers. You got to remember the NBA season is a long season, and it's better to be healthy and firing on all pistons at the end of the season than it is, you know, a quarter of the way in or whatever, wherever we're at, because. Uh, the only mistake I can see they've made as a team is they they've gotten too many old guys coming off the bench and they there's nothing wrong with Russell Westbrook. He's still playing at a very high level and he's going to be he's going to get better. Patrick, can so, I let, let me jump in here real quick. Wouldn't it be Trav, it would be disingenuous for me to sit here today and say, "Oh no, everything's fine." I mean, they're only 
almost 25 games in, don't pay attention to this. Yeah. By the way, somebody can make a case out there. Um, if you look at the Lakers' schedule, 16 of the games they played out of 22, probably 17 of the 22 that they played, you and I can probably make an argument those are either 500 teams or they're below or 500. Yeah. So you had, I mean, I, I could go into the schedule for December. You know who they're playing in December? Just let me throw out some of these games here. Clippers are a decent team. Sure. They got Clippers coming up. And then Boston right after that. You still got Dallas, Chicago, Phoenix, Brooklyn, uh, Portland. You're going to actually start playing some pretty – Minnesota, who you already lost to, you're going to be at Minnesota. You haven't really even faced that many good teams yet, and, and that's only going to be – that's more the latter half of the schedule that Lakers will face. Look, I, I get it, and I hear what Patrick's saying, that to being optimistic, and yes, it's better to be healthy at the end and all these things, but you know what there's never a good time to be? Bad. And they've been bad for 22 games. They have. There, there's it's not a eh, little bit here a little bit there you can make an excuse for why they'll be better lately but the fact of the matter is they played a quarter of the season and not for one solid week in that quarter of yeah. the season if you said you know what that's a good basketball Bro, team. stop coming after my team all right rams have been awful <laughs> yeah they have that's they've what, been hey, bad too do we, we just spend but time i'm just going I'm like, at each other's squad i'm like oh you want to talk about the lakers they're bad too but the lakers the rams yeah. have had period where they look good against some bad seven teams, and one against some bad teams, yeah. but at least they've looked some pretty good uh, different points during the season. All right, we got a lot of calls on the Lakers. We're going to get to more of those as well. Plus, we're going to go, Lincoln Riley is the head coach of the USC football program. Let me say that again. Lincoln Riley is the head coach of the USC football program. They could not have made a better hire. We'll get into that next as well. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.